Joe, Hello, mate. great to be here. Thanks for coming. Very nice to have you. Yeah. What a nice man. I know. I love that. I know, I know, I know. It feels like, I don't know, do you work from here a lot? I work from here too much. It's yeah. a lovely environment to work in, but oh my God, can I do with finding somewhere to get out every now and again? It is weird, isn't it? Because you find yourself often just working from home, working from cafes, working from all over the place. Yeah. And I guess, I guess it's, it doesn't feel like work all the time, but, but you end up I, working 24 um, seven. Working a lot, working too much sat at that kitchen table can yeah. definitely do with finding like a co-working thing that I, I've tried a few of them, but like I just find myself sat alone in a co-working place paying three hundred thousand pounds a month. Hundred percent, and also sometimes you find yourself you want to just be around other founders. You want to be with with different okay, people. Okay, right. Segue. Hello. That's a crazy that segue. I actually actually didn't actually. even mean that. <laughs> that sounded like I was like being paid in there. Yeah, yeah. Pay money. Yeah, it is. It is. God, tell me about many founders. Such an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, it all came about a bit spontaneously, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we started Tasty Mates, the whole idea was promoting meaningful moments with yeah. mates. For us, it was super important to, um, you know, just just remind people to check in on their friends, be there for their friends, and have those just very organic conversations mm-hmm. through the stresses of work pressures and exams. When was this? This, was, this, was, this goes back to, I suppose... Yeah, post university, having these yeah. ideas of like that is really that was really important to me and, yeah. and also to Nick, um, my co-founder. And um, everything we've done around tasting it has always been trying to push that that yeah. sort of agenda. But it, it literally it's quite it's quite new. A couple of months, not even about a month ago, I just I had one of those days mm-hmm. where you're just sitting, doing your business, working, whatever, and you're just like, oh my god, I just I just wish I was around someone else who just got it. Yeah. Um, and you can be around, and that's the same for people with teams of 100 people underneath them. Being a founder, it's just a different sort of different sort of measure of uh, conversation mm-hmm. and, and things mm-hmm. you want to want to have a, a sort of dialogue with. Um, so I just put it out on LinkedIn. Got ridiculous amounts of it. Literally uh, went viral. LinkedIn viral. It, it did feel a bit like that. I mean, look, I, I I obviously saw it a lot because. I got the notifications, <laughs> so I can't, you can't really tell. Yeah, there is that slight But I did get I did get messages from like random people being like what's this about and uh, you know a couple of people from uni who i haven't spoken to in six years seven years like i want to come what's going on so we just set up an event it's happening this it's happening now and this week Mm -hmm. um and who knows it could be the start of something another arm of promoting meaningful moments with like yeah it's perfect it's it's, uh yeah, very smart. Very smart. I'm really looking forward to it. Really no, it, it'll be good. I'm Monday, looking forward to it. 100%. No, I, I think it'll be good. We'll see what happens with it. But I suppose it's the idea of you've just got to start half-baked. That's it, isn't it? That's it. Just letting go of the kind of perfectionist idea that we've got to absolutely know it and just go for it. Seeing what sticks, what lands. And if nothing does, no problem. But if something comes out of it, you go, okay, cool. We thought it was going to be this. Yeah. But actually, we realised people resonated with this. Yeah. What are you doing? I think you follow your nose. And, and, and I also, I, I think that's the thing that stops people from becoming entrepreneurs. Mm. I, like, I, I hate the word entrepreneur. I was going to say literally. I absolutely understand uh, it. And, uh, and when people say, so what are you? I, I, I try and avoid saying that. It is. Okay. Well, like the plague. I hate it. I hate being asked what I do anyway, yeah. which is pathetic. Oh, that's true, yeah. People say, Sugana, tell me what you do. Yeah. And there is just such a, I just want to go, oh yeah, I work in finance. Oh yeah, I'm a teacher. Oh yeah, I'm a lot. Because, great, thanks very much. Easy, conversation. Become, which is lovely, and people really care, and mm. everyone's got great ideas and all that stuff, but I don't want to be the star of that conversation necessarily. Yes. Every, and I was, uh, it's laugh, was it? 
uh, dinner last week, uh, my girlfriend's family were meeting some people that I've never really met before, and I literally had the same conversation yeah. five times. And it's lovely, and I've got no issue with it, but it does make me laugh, and sometimes I think, just because I'm a teacher, just because I'm a teacher. Yeah, but my brother and sister actually take the mick of me, because wherever we go, if we're, t- we're just on holiday, and wherever we go, they were like, oh, Right, we're walking off because you're having the same conversation. <laughs> it's really lovely. Everyone's yeah, interested, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, sometimes it depends on what mood I'm in about talking about. Yeah, what yeah. I what How I do. How the weeks go? If you're having a crap week, the last genuinely, I last say, oh, I had work. work. Yeah, 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 that's it. Does. Yeah. And if it's a good week, I'm like, okay, you know yeah, what? Hundred percent. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I sell sweets. Like, yeah, it's just easier. It's easier that way. And people don't really ask if you just say, I think I don't know. Yeah. I guess they think I've got a news agent or something. Yeah, but yeah. Um, no, I, look, I, I think I think the word entrepreneur is is actually. I don't know how, how much I like using it, but mm. uh, that being said, I do think there is an element of, you know, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business-minded person, it's, mm. we, everyone has ideas. Mm. Everyone has an idea. The only people that end up following those through are those who start before they're ready to start. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're waiting to be ready, you're never starting. Yeah, no, I agree. I've you know, had conversations with friends where I say that. You know what? What I actually do, like yeah. what I literally sit and do my hours yeah. doing, isn't isn't hard, right? It's not academically challenging, but it's the the mindset of, you know, just keep on going and not having that overwhelming anxiety or existential. Where is this going to be in six months, six years, six? You know, and just having that commitment to kind of doing what you do, battling on regardless and, and kind of giving it a go. So it's a mindset as opposed to... hundred, because yeah. I remember when we first started, one of, I think it was an investor or some, a potential investor asked me the question, are you here for the destination or the journey? <laughs> and at the time I thought, that's the destination. Like my goal is to get to here. And also I thought that was the answer they wanted. <laughs> right? like, as an investor, what do you I'm think? I'm returns. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, that's what. So I think that's what I answered. And I had a conversation with them subsequently. Um, and it's very clear, you're not there for the destination. Yeah. You can't be there for the destination because it's a long last journey. Yeah. You're going to be yeah. slogging your way through the years, yeah. the hours, the minutes, the, whatever it is, the weekends and the evenings to get to a point of that destination. And it, it's okay having the destination in mind. It's have a plan important. and then just day to day. Don't even try. Don't even try. And if it takes you different paths and different routes, that's okay. 100%. So, I mean, I was, I was telling you, you know, we were having a chat before and I've been saying, what's the last couple of years look like? And because we're both, are you four years into Taste Your Egg? This will be the start of our fourth year, I think. Right, yeah. no, so this is the start formally of our second year. Yeah. And having that first kind of six months, saying, yeah. uh, all I knew was how little I, I knew. Yeah. You know, I didn't know the space. I came from a teaching background. I hadn't worked in kind of e-commerce. I hadn't worked in fundraising, fundraising, anything like that. And say, actually, we're just going to get going. We're just going to start talking to people. We're going to go talk to as many brands, as many charities we can have from there, work out where this goes and what we need to yeah. build. And like, I mean, it's mental. It sounds like an absolutely insane way of doing things. But I actually think if you end up building from a place of, knowledge from pain points from customers that you're talking to so much ultimately well i hope anyway uh fruitful than thinking that you know where this is going from the get-go and yeah. we know what we're going to build because how on earth did little old me yeah. three years ago have any idea that and you can't be, you can't be stubborn in that direction because it does change 100%. the world changes the ideas change yeah. what works you learn what works and doesn't but have your values your mission your goal and yeah. how do you get there 
that's, a, that's actually a really interesting point because I, I do think being a value-driven and mission-driven business is so important, yeah. especially in today today's world, purpose-driven. You know, you see these brands that um, that you can tell if they're commercially driven or yeah. they're purpose-driven. Yeah. I think that's what we try and come back to. And I think, you, well, we'll go into Pogo as well because it's incredible what you guys do. And also how this how this conversation, I guess, came about uh, back in like four year, three years ago, whenever you guys started. Um, but being purpose-driven is critical mm. because consumers aren't stupid mm. and they are buying into, they might, for me, they might buy a pack of sweets once, mm. but they then the loyalty comes yeah. from understanding yeah. the business values yeah. and mission and what they're buying into there. Yeah, which I presume, interestingly, it's such a niche round of this question. How, you, how are you able to track retention of which customers when it comes to my sweets? Can, can you not, I guess through your e-com, you yeah. can see who's come back time and time again, but do you know yeah. if exactly that, someone stumbles upon a front, uh, you know, pack of sweets in a Smith's, yeah. you have no way of knowing, I guess, do you? So, so I think it's a, it, you, you've got to look at it store by store basis. Right, yeah. Um, I uh, e-com's obviously an easy way yeah. to, to work it out, um, and some of our stockets are Cardo, it's fantastic, we can work that out very easily, uh, because once people buy on a Cardo once, it's you can see how many times they've added it to the basket and where that goes. Um, you can't necessarily see who it is, yeah. um, but you can definitely see you know the percentage rates. Um, the, the stores are slightly harder, mm. But I guess it's from repeat purchase yeah. is the way yeah. the way you're saying. And if you are hitting the rates of sale that you that you're expected to hit, so you, you, can't hit it, you can tell it's most well. likely customers. It also depends on the store. If you're in train you know, station, like a train station, yeah. the chances are or an airport even yeah, yeah. the chances are <laughs> the same customer. It's very small because yeah. most people don't go through an airport more than once or twice a year, um, and if they're lucky. Um, and whereas whereas in a local supermarket, yeah. you can tell with the customers are so the same people. Sorry, random question we were just said before. I have no idea about the model of, I'm going to get it right, a fast food consumer with FMCG. Correct, yeah. Um, and no, it's quite so interesting. It is, it is interesting, but it's, it's, I mean, look, I, if I had the insight and knowledge I have now, I think from day one, we probably would have looked at doing a slightly different model. Oh. And I think that's also something to say, it doesn't mean to say we can't do this model in the future, mm -hmm. we just need to perfect the models that we're working on before we can build onto that. Um, and I think, yeah. I, I, think there's, I think there's three models really in FOCG anyway, and um, I imagine across the board, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you've got B2C, mm. B2B, mm. and B2B to C. Yeah. And B2C, great, uh, in terms of um, margins, yeah. but very expensive in terms of acquisition. B2B, yeah, um, great in terms of acquisition, because if you're there, if you're in the yeah. store, you don't need to worry about selling it on yeah. further. They're, they're buying it and they're, they're doing this, they're sort of giving out. Yeah. Uh, and B2B, what I, what I mean by that is, you know, if you're a coffee brand mm. and you are selling coffee beans to a shop, um, they're making coffee, the customer doesn't care what the coffee brand is, they're coming to the shop, yeah. they're getting coffee, whether you're X brand or Y brand. So for you guys, what would that look like for you to be? That's, the, that bit that, you... that's the bit we're not touching into as much right. as we should. Yeah. Uh, B2B to C is where a lot of food yeah. brands end up and it is the most expensive because essentially you're selling it, you're, you've got to get yourself into the store yeah. and then you've got to sell yourself to the customer against all the competitors that are next to you. Yeah. And the only way to do that is competing with them on-, on It's ridiculous. Like I can only imagine, like, you know, walking quite like my sweets, yeah. sweet island, yeah. kind of big Sainsbury's in danger. 100%. Yeah, yeah, 
it, it, and, and, and there, there is an element of the competition's great and mm. it, it drives, you know, it drives um, the market. Yeah, of course. But that is the most expensive. And so we are, we are currently B2C and B2B2C. So how do you try and sell that? Is that where having the mission and the story behind Tasty Bates comes in and that being more than just another sweet thing or is it we compete on price or I think, taste? I think that, delicious, but well, I think they're both, they come hand in hand, don't yeah. they? I think, I think your first point is people are going to pick you up before they know you as a brand yeah. because of what, you're, what you look like on the shelf, yeah. the price point and maybe because of word of mouth or some yeah. marketing display on the shelf or whatever. Um, the way to retain a customer is usually well, is tasting good, yeah. Um, and which know, they do, <laughs> I, 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 I think they do, but it's good to hear it from you as well. Um, and also, um, uh, from what you say and what they do in terms of research and how they hear about your brand yeah. and where they see them, then the impact they can make through your product. So, by purchasing our product, we, for instance, give a percentage of profits to charity. We use 100% recyclable packaging, vegan, natural colors, yeah, natural yeah, yeah, yeah. all these, all these things. Why do we do that? Um, a because it's important to us, mm. and B because it's important to our customers. Yeah. Um, and then you know, as they delve a little bit more into the brand, they might see go to our socials or hear or see a sampling yeah, campaign yeah. or hear a little bit more, watch videos like this <laughs> and hear hear what our missions are yeah. and why it's important and you know we can try and promote that through the packaging yeah there's only so much you can do on an yeah, 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 yeah. 18 by 15 and actually you overburden that packaging and actually it becomes a bit of a turn up and it's like information overload so 100 percent pogo yes i want to hear about the idea and and i mean obviously the, the link was initially God. through a mutual friend and this by the way will come to the networking because i think networking is so yeah. Essential. Let's hear about Pogo. Go on. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh my God, Pogo. Where are we? We go all the way back to second year uni, being sat around spending money when the student loans come in on things that, like, just in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have been affording. Uh, And basically realised that the first years of uni, I hadn't thought about charity once. Hadn't donated to charity. I think maybe when someone had done a sponsored run or something like that, but it just wasn't on the agenda. And Found that quite sad, to be honest, and as you said, um, we've got mutual friends, and her and I were talking about this, and we're kind of trying to work out why that was the case, or all of us just awful people, or is this something symptomatic about kind mm. of our generation, and, you know, a big charitable platform that aren't super stimulating, engaging, pretty static, uh, and so on. And, you know, for a couple of years, Olivia and I would occasionally kind of regroup and talk about, oh, you know, couldn't it be interesting if we did this, or if there was this, or that, and... You know, we're kind of muddling through things uh, without any real commitment to ever making this a business. You know, I went off and did a program called Teach First, where I moved to uh, Lower Stock to teach a master's wow. for a few years, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, real experience. Olivia is, you know, off at PwC, changing the world, doing some incredible stuff. And sort of was happy to park it and maybe at some point when I come back to it. Anyway, came back to London, uh, was doing a law degree, law conversion, because I thought that's probably what I wanted to be. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it was not. Uh, and basically Shot. realized, yeah, exactly. During that period, there was just seeing more and more like purpose driven brands and B Corps and Cause Mark, all of these terms that like were implying to me at the very least that, as you were talking about, customers really, really do care about the value and the missions of brands. And actually, when it comes to charitable giving, brands didn't have like a really easy win. There were things like donation at checkout and, you know, employee fundraising. Yeah. But actually, when it comes to, again, engaging us as 
customers, but mainly people, there's nothing really there that was speaking to me. I guess that's like when you go into a, a news agent or a McDonald's or anything, and they say, you know, press for an extra 25p to round up your pounds of charity. How many people actually do that? Exactly. And like, you know, that is a great idea, and we know that they raise millions, tens, right. hundreds of millions of pounds. Fantastic. But actually, when it comes to really connecting brands with customers, it doesn't do much that. Right. I don't know what your perception of McDonald's or the petrol station is for adding that in a checkout, yeah. but there's no real kind of mutual commitment from the brand to be good or like shared benefit. So anyway, uh, going back to what we talked about before around kind of this idea of not necessarily knowing what you're going to do, but just starting on something alongside the law degree, I thought, why not just start talking to brands and charities and seeing kind of what is interesting to them. Built a very scrappy MVP, which minimum viable product, like a really, really basic version of what essentially was the idea. If I could get brands to offer rewards, we could host them on pogodonate.com. Don't go there, not a real site, well, it's not like this anymore. Uh, and basically encourage customers to come to Pogo, donate five pounds to charity, unlock a discount code that would save them considerably more than the five pounds. Everyone feels like they win their charity, gets money, brand gets exposure. So, launched this really scrappy version about two years ago. Started having really interesting conversations with brands and charities, but most importantly, started learning about what the hell this kind of business model could look like, what sales looks like, what running a startup, mm-hmm. even a very small one looks like, because fundamentally I knew how to teach quadratic equations. Uh, I knew a little bit about criminal law, but I didn't know much else. You knew a hell of a lot more than me, I tell you what. So the, yeah, that period was really interesting. It was basically, you know, you say to uh, friends and family all the time, this is not what poker will be, uh, what it will be, I don't know yet, but we're kind of going to work out there is a problem. And yeah. if this is something that brands and charities and customers are interested in, yeah. I get some kind of very small case studies to test that. But, but it's interesting um, how you spoke about it when you started, mm. almost like um, a little bit reserved about it. You're mm. like, this is the idea. It won't necessarily it won't be that, but yeah. will be something. And I think founders are very are, are the first people to be critical of their own mm. business. Because mm. um, I remember when we started, you know, I'd go around and say I'm doing sweets and I'd say it under my breath because I'd be like, oh my God, this actually... And people would... And, and you sort of... you, I guess you give off the perception of it. And as I started getting more confident about the brand, as I started being like, do you know what? I don't care what people think. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. Um, I started speaking about it in a, in a more passionate mm. and, and outward way. And... Therefore, people started buying into me and the idea it's a little bit. It's such a cycle. Yeah, it, it's really hard. I'm talking really struggled with, and probably, well, probably definitely still do. You know, going back to talking about being at a dinner and having been asked by idea, it was more than just I don't want to bore people and talk about myself. It's actually, I go through periods where I feel really, you know, insecure about talking yeah. about what I do because I haven't raised a million pounds of VC funding and I haven't. You know, employed 15 people and turned over half a million pounds of profit this year. Like we're nowhere near that. But then so that, that comes back to the question of success, and I think I think I've been starting to dissect what success means mm. a little bit. And uh, I had a really interesting, uh, I guess, uh, humbling moment mm. when someone uh, someone came up to me recently and said, oh, "You're so successful." How? And I looked at them and I and I, honestly, hand on heart. I wouldn't consider myself successful. Mm-hmm. I'd consider myself something that's that's the aim and that's yeah. the, the, the goal for sure. But how do we measure success? And I started thinking about success as I don't think 
anybody is truly successful because I think you have to give off one thing mm. in order to be successful in another. Mm. So uh, as an example, we're working with someone who is a multi-multi-millionaire. Mm. They have outwardly said to me that they wish they didn't drop their friends when they were when they were building their business. And to them, that is their regret. regret. And to them, potentially, success would involve having a bigger social crowd. For, for me, finances are obviously you're working in a startup. They're never, they're never, uh, they're never what they should. You know, you'd hope they will be. Yeah. Um, and other people will look at salary and commercials as success. And so I think you know the word success is actually I, I don't like it. I don't think success is something to strive for because I think it means something different to everyone else. And I think actually having that balance of getting everything. Yeah, it's balance. That was the, that was the word. Balance is everything right. is a trade off at all points, yeah. right? You see that everything. Um, when it comes to what works for you personally, I think that's something that I've learned or I've been working on. You know, it's so easy when you're doing stuff like this to compare yourself to the other people that you know who run businesses. And they're doing this and they're doing that. And first of all, you never know what's really going on. Yeah. Uh, second of all, I hope it's going brilliantly for them, but actually that's for them. And what I'm doing right now is about what I'm doing right now. And so for me, and I, you know, it's really, really difficult to see and track progress because I constantly, you constantly feel actually faster and further ahead and this feeling of, you know, losing, but it could turn any minute and you've got your wins and they're small wins, but how are you measuring them? And actually looking back, try and take stock, obviously New Year is a great time, but you can look back and I can remember exactly how I felt a year ago yeah. today and what I was working on at the time and the kind of brands that I was hoping to do things with and actually, you know, but, both on size and number, we're in an infinitely better place today, thankfully, but it doesn't really feel like that on the day to day. Yeah. I feel like it's the same battle and it's the same challenges, but it's about having that kind of, uh, I guess, it's not foresight, but um, perspective to kind of step back and go, look, if you're moving forward along a path that works for you, you're paying the bills, you're mm -hmm. enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. For us, yeah. we're raising loads of money for charity. Yeah. That's got to be successful. Uh, I, that's exactly that's exactly it. And I think there's a there's definitely an element of perspective, like you said. And I think um, I, I've started to see this year uncertainty and opportunity as the same word. Mm. And, and the way I, I, I guess I frame that is life is uncertain, yeah. right? Business certainly is uncertain. Mm. Um, and whatever that uncertainty is, it, if you reframe that and you change your perspective, all that uncertainty leads to opportunity. Yeah. Because yes, business might suck today, but actually tomorrow... Oh yeah, it could be Right, you get one email and suddenly... It changes. Yeah. But also you meet certain people, something takes you on a different path because you know you miss a train, takes you on another... It's the whole sliding doors thing. And I think when, you're, when you become acutely aware of that, yeah. Then you start seeing, wow! Like everything that's happened actually leads to something happened happening that would never have happened if the so, thing I wanted to happen happened. And most people aren't that happy living in uncertainty and like fair play. It's not a, it's, it's not nice. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable. That is the exact. Answer. So when I've said before, you know, sometimes I say to my friends what I do because that's oh my God, it's really hard because I'm quite often mentally quite, you know. Oh, it's not been a good week, it's not been a great month, and then when it is good, by the way, the highs are amazing, and then the lows are pretty shit, yeah. to be honest. But the, um, the, the one thing that I would say I am constantly getting better at is just leaving the uncertainty and being able to say, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to be here three months or six months or what's going to happen. And that's exciting. It is exciting. It's terrifying, but actually, if you just go, you know what? Yeah. It's worked for the last two years. Yeah. And I'm still standing. And the alternative, the alternative is having nine till five. Yeah. Right. Look, we are we're fortunate. I, 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 and you know what? Maybe maybe this is how I see success. I get to come to my mate's house, yeah. have a conversation, yeah. talk about the things we love, we do day to day, yeah. have a coffee, and it's worked. <laughs> literally, literally. I could, couldn't endorse that any stronger than that is. And yeah, I've done a couple of years teaching, which I love, right? And there are massive ties to teaching as well, but you're governed by a bell. And yeah. at the end of the day, you know, exactly that. You're in at 7.38 and you're out at 6. Yeah. And I'm marking and I'm doing, and actually, if you said to me, you have an opportunity to run this global campaign where you can raise fifty thousand pounds for charity with one of the biggest brands. That you've done. Oh my god, give me that! And the people you meet day. along the way, as well. exactly, exactly. Um, so obviously, when you started the idea, you mentioned Olivia. Yes. Um, so I remember sitting with Liv. We must have been 20, 1920. Yeah. We were at uni still. It was the summer of it, or second year uni, I think. And she was telling me about this idea. Mm. And it was very like, very base level yeah, stuff. Yeah. But she, you could tell the passion in her voice about mm-hmm. about it. And I guess that's where you started building it or having the conversations about it. Yeah, so it was, it was Olivia, myself, and uh, Mark, who's still involved, who had, to be honest, a million very cool ideas about charitable giving. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about networking and how that all worked. I think at that time, Olivia and I had been having separate conversations at university and. Uh, <laughs> we were travelling to Thailand and I remember one evening sitting on the beach in Thailand and we were like, wow, getting really into, you know, what do we want life Those to Those nights were the best nights. Yeah, JT, yeah. 19, talking nonsense, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was great, loved it. And um, at the time she said, well, actually, my mum, her mum, mentioned someone that she'd come across through her network who was kind of thinking about the similar space. Yeah. And then we got connected to Mark uh, and Mark was brilliant because of that time, you know. Uh, he runs an IT firm and he was like, oh, there's two young kids who are passionate about the idea, let's get them involved. So we meet up every now and again and yeah. we use his network and we kind of start just talking to as many people as you can. It, because ultimately that, as you said, Simon Dawes, you just never know what conversation is going to lead to yeah. something. And, and, and you said network there is absolutely about, I think I think network is also used very loosely and wrongly as well mm. though in, in, in schools and, and, and conversations. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the people you know. Mm. I actually think it's about the reputation you have with those people mm. and the way you think about how those people can support you, but also you can support them. Um, I, I mean, we, we've done a project with um, with Simon Squibb, um, and we're launching we're launching a new flavour um, imminently. Amazing. And that all came about because someone who worked for his team was someone who I was at school with. Don't think, uh, and she won't. She would probably do, she'd probably 100% agree with what I'm about to say. Don't think we probably said more than 20 words to each other yeah, throughout okay. seven years of school. Yeah. We just weren't in the same classes, we weren't in the same side of the year, yeah. um, not the same social group, but you know, we didn't have anything, you know, no bad words to say about each yeah. other. And I think that's, that's something that when I speak to schools sometimes, that's something I try and get across massively mm. because your reputation yeah. from the age of 11 yeah. when you start secondary school. Is going to carry with you through your friends in the class, through so the, the other people in your class, through the teachers, through the parents of the other kids in your year. Yeah. Um, and look, the, the world is small, mm. and there will be someone down the line mm. that you will think, oh, you know, so and so's 
mum is works in this company and could be really useful. Yeah. I never spoke to that person, but I've got them on social media. Yeah. Could I reach out? Yes. If you've got a good rep, if yeah, you've got yeah. a good reputation within within that so circle, yeah. if you've got a bad reputation, you're not going to reach out. And even if you do, then they're going to ignore you. Um, so I think I think networking is absolutely essential, but it's how you network and how you think about that from such an early age. I don't think you can just come. No, and I think you know the more cynically you think of it as networking, the less that reputation is going to be because. We all know when someone's kind of got a motive or is trying to make a sell and it's it's uncomfortable and it's not authentic. And actually, if you could have as many positive interactions with people where there is no outcome and you're not necessarily even thinking, oh, you know, you're right, you are so right. Further down the line, you never know, yeah. right? But actually, it's a really stupid negative outcome in that sense of camera, but just be a nice person, don't be a twat. Yeah, yeah. Like don't, be, don't be a twat, that's exactly the point down the line. Someone might want to lend you a hand to help you out. And also, how can you help other people? You know, I, I think it's it's important that sometimes it's a lot, and uh, I think you know you've got to pick and choose your time wisely. Mm. But sometimes it's important to just be like, you know, why don't I link these two people up? Mm. I, I've got a very good relationship with this person, good relationship with this person. Yeah, they can speak to each other. Let's link them. Yeah, and I think that comes back. It's the whole idea of giving forward, and yeah, it. If you're doing those sort of things, people will remember that, and, yeah. and you know they, they, it might might prove useful in the future. I, I literally remember the, the week we launched Bogo, we went live, and what arrived on the doorstep, packet basically made. Was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Spoken maybe once, yeah. ever yeah. previously, and obviously as I said you've got relationships with Olivia, but it didn't. I mean, they might turn up at Olivia's door too. They turned up mine, so I remember thinking straight. Like I'll never forget that. Yeah. And I'm not trying to embarrass you and make you, you know. It's no, not a means to an end because guess what? Never be able to return the favour and do something of value to you yet. Then you mean you won't do. You've got twenty percent. No, but you're, you're actually right because actually thinking about it, um, the week we launched, obviously your your mates are buying your products yeah. and whatever. But there were some people that I still remember now. There were two or three of them who I wasn't friendly with at the time, but you could see their their names coming through on the website, and I was like. They're not doing. They're doing it as, as it's insane, isn't it? it, it that always blows my mind. So we yeah. had the same thing. Um, we still do. And not only that, even just and look, the goal of producing content and sharing things on LinkedIn obviously isn't to get likes. Mm. I'm going to kind of re-target yeah. the brain there because actually fundamentally it's to tell people who might be interested in using Pogo what we do. Yeah. But actually, which comes through yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, exactly. It's a really yeah. scary thing when you press post, and it's a horrible feeling for that person. I'm getting better at just going post post that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's a horrible feeling yeah. when you know you see nothing, no interaction at all. And there are people like my friends and family who are incredible and will like and share and whatever, which is amazing yeah. and like genuinely don't take for granted. But then I've also got like a, a, a kind of wider network of people that I don't necessarily even know that yeah. that will like and share and will bump into the occasion and say, I love what you're doing. I'm like, again, maybe it's a vanity thing but an ego thing or a self-conscious thing but it, it, it does mean a lot and you don't forget those people mm -hmm. um, and, I don't, yeah. and I don't think it is an ego thing or a vanity thing I mean obviously of course it's the same with it when is, you but... it's the same with when anyone posts a picture on Instagram you want to hit a certain yeah, amount of likes yeah. it's, it's not a good thing yeah but when it comes to business and I think with LinkedIn it's a different thing because LinkedIn works in such a way yeah, exactly. that if you like my post or your network, yeah, yeah, I'm more yeah. likely to see it. Yeah. And see that's, that's helping, of course it helps. And, and I don't think people realize um, just how much value a like or a comment 
or a repost is on LinkedIn or on whatever, or, or even better, <laughs> shamelessly plugging for it. If you are watching this, uh, <laughs> you don't need to. But even just, you know, I've had a few people that I spoke to at brands who are brilliant and who maybe it hasn't worked with for whatever reason have gone, actually, Joe, let me do your favor, let me make you an intro to X. Yeah. And we've gone on and run some like incredible campaigns that have raised thousands of pounds for charity off the back of one person connecting me in an email saying you might want to chat to Joe. Yeah. And like, and, and that is, we talk about networking, that's something that I'm really leaning into this year because it is so weak. And they're only doing that because they trust you. Yeah. And I think that's that comes back to reputation and trust. Yeah. You know, yeah. people are only going to connect you into their network 100%. if they It's your reputation at risk. If you go out and, you know, start making shoddy introductions left, right and centre, yeah, yeah, that's a damage to their own personal brand. So like, I completely get it and you're spot on. That's been a massive part. I don't know if it's the same for you, but because we are so kind of B2B, we are entirely B2B, um, and we use charities as also a way to obviously connect us to brands that they work with. It, it, the whole thing has been about building up our own credibility and our own reputation. You know, I would talk to charities who would say to me when we were early doors, we think it's a great idea, it's a lovely idea, and if this works, it would be game-changing for us. But I'm really sorry, until you can show me X, Y, or Z with these massive brands and it's worked, I can't take you to this brand because that re relationship is already so kind of sacred to us yes. and it's difficult and we're not constantly you know working it we've got to be careful and yeah. so on and we are now which is amazing getting to a point where actually brands are winning and, and winning are happy to introduce us to other brands charities are taking us to brands and it's that thing of just showing we are here we're consistently working this is a really yeah. really effective way of raising money for charity and it's yeah both personal and business related about building your credibility because, because there's so many times time. you could have stopped oh so like so many times and, and, so. and all it takes is and i think it's just that message of let's give it one more day and if God, just, how, how close have you been and how many times to stopping yeah do you know what i think i think for me it's a slightly different mm. conversation mm. from from you because we have stocks yeah i was gonna say we've got a yeah, physical yeah, yeah, product yeah, that Actually, it gives me, it gives me, you know, I've got X amount on the shelf. Yeah. If I have a bad day and I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't doing this mm. or whatever, which which happens, you're like, well, I've still got the stock on the shelf, so let's try and ship yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think before we launched, there was definitely a lot of times. Um, That's so interesting, isn't it? It's something to be said about, you know, once you've jumped, yeah. hypothetically anyway, you're committed. You're committed to a point, you've got your stock, what are you going to do? Chuck in a bit of You're going to sell that at the, yeah. the very least. Yeah, and also, look, we, we've got, and I mean, you do it as well, um, we've got shareholders mm. that what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis directly impacts them. Mm. And, you know, then they're not, when they invest, they're investing, yeah, in the business idea. They like the business, they think it's got legs. They're also investing in you as a mm. person and your tenacity and your resilience. Yeah. And I think resilience actually, I mean, that's a, that's a conversation for a whole nother time because yeah. it's not something that- This time next week, right? This time next week, we'll come back to work and resilience. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. The most important thing. It, yeah, without yeah. a doubt, because you know, who are we to say that we're not going to get hit by the ship? We have to be resilient, everyone has, you have to be resilient yeah. in any, any walk of life because you're not above the world, things go wrong, people die, you'll get fired, you'll yeah. fail an exam. This is life. Yeah. And you know what? You've got to get over that mm -hmm. and get to the next thing. And without sounding really like, um, 
what's the word? So blunt about mm. it. Like everyone has to be Brazilian and you're not special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just that, that's really important. Exactly. And when I used to think about, oh, what is that person thinking of me? What does they're not special, no one cares. Yeah. yeah. Right? Put your blinkers on, yeah. crack off what you're doing. Like this stuff, this makes me feel inherently yeah. I'm pretending that's not there. Yeah, this yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't have an Instagram account, I don't post pictures of yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, this is not naturally something that falls within my character trait. I'm quite loud and right in person. Yeah, yeah. Sharing things on social media, there's nothing I've ever done in my life. But you can't be a family startup if you're not going to do that. I mean, someone said to me once, and this is something I always remember, you don't remember a single embarrassing thing a week after the embarrassing thing happened to someone else. Someone else, yeah. Like, you so only true. remember your own so embarrassing true. moment. So true. So, you know what? Someone's looking at this thinking this is embarrassing. Yeah. You'll forget it in a week, yeah. and I'll move on. Yeah, and the people that think that, whatever, I actually had, I had a really, really, you know, I went to the dance in Christmas, um, with a bunch of friends, so it, was it was fun. And what, did you dress up? Dressed up as a, um, oh my god, what was it? Was did I see this? I'll show you after. It was, I can't remember what thing was on Christmas Day. It was absurd. <laughs> and I couldn't have been hotter and sweatier for four hours. Uh, but it was fun. It was really fun. I bumped into some tool that I've not seen in 10 years. It's happened to me twice on Christmas, actually. And both times, they were like, I love what you're doing. Yeah. Like, keep. And, and saying that because they had nine beers. You know what, great. I've had you know seven, what? so I could just about remember yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, the, you know, if the, the only people are going to talk to you about it, the only people are going to pass comments are going to say something nice, the ones that are thinking, that's really lame and cool, great, yeah. crack on. Yeah. You've just got to kind of, yeah, yeah. blinkers on, keep going, yeah. get what you're doing. Exactly. Um, so don't be afraid of being embarrassed. Yeah, that's, it, that's the message. Wait, so sorry. So one, one time, so the, how many times did you come close to quitting? You never gave me an answer. Come on. <sighs> no, I, I, I think days-wise yeah. in the last four years, <laughs> probably 200, 300. I can ask the question, how, how many times did you not come close to it? Think about or seriously consider, is this going to work? Can, can this work? Oh, oh uh, you know, I think, I think you'd be foolish if you don't think if this is going to work. Yeah every couple of weeks yeah, yeah. because you're on this cycle of you know not everything's going to go right every yeah, single day yeah. and every couple of weeks there's going to be something that takes you back a step yeah. and you you readjust your thinking and you're you, you sort of go into a mindset of oh maybe this route isn't going to work maybe this store's not going to take us maybe this amazing marketing opportunity is not going to that's up. the most tiring thing so i, I you know often said it's been a while since we've got that so it's just nice had a good few months but it's it's changing the story in your head. You know, people say, "How's it all going?" Or you're constantly you're going to bed at night thinking, "Where are we at? What's the game plan?" And, and you'll have like, "Okay, right now this is the plan based on X, Y, or Z." And then everything changes, yeah. and you adapt. Right, it goes back to resilience. And you go, "Okay, cool. So maybe we don't do this anymore, but we just focus in on this thing. And actually, maybe we don't spend that anymore, but we can do yeah. it on this. And actually, that means the business is going to look a little bit more like this in yeah. the years' time." And it's changing, it's the kind of mental flexibility and willingness to just go, well, are we still moving? Does it still work? Yeah. Does it still raise money for charity? Yeah. Do I still enjoy what I do? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this is the plan. And, and you just move. And that takes us right full circle back to destination versus journey. Spot on. Spot on. Um, Joe, it's been wicked. Yeah. Good to see you. Thanks for the coffee before. Um, and you didn't have my eggs. I feel really. I'm I know. I was running. Yeah, a, I was running a bit late. I, I have to eat five eggs. Yeah, five five eggs it's good for the protein. It's delicious. Great yeah. entertainment. Um, but um, no, it's been really great catching up. Um, and you know, we've got some some good content. Hopefully, to, to help share with yeah. share with anyone who's thinking of going on this crazy, crazy. Exactly 
journey. Um, Spot on. But I'll see you on Thursday, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very much looking forward to it. Legend. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, bro.